secular gossip, those who wanted to slander will have slandered. Those who wanted to backbite will have backbited. Those who enjoy being the being of Islam and its adherents into disrepute, into being discredited, they've had a few day actually, and I see there's anticipation on most faces as to what the subject of discussion is going to be on the day of Jum'ah. Believe it or not, that inside of me, I tried very hard to hold my amusement at the matter. And what we have noticed that at times any publicity is good publicity. In the past week, Alhamdulillah, we found that our congregation has increased. Everyone is very curious to know about Sparkso Masjid. And today, I believe that more than what I observe usually uh, at the commencement of the Jum'ah, our crowd and our congregation has increased a bit. So, inshallah, I hope, as you know, the people watch videos for different reasons. Some people prefer documentaries and other people prefer action movies. Well, one thing we can be guaranteed of here that you will be able to observe and visualize the letter. And Alhamdulillah, as the congregation has grown, I hope it reflects in our Jummah collection as well uh, after the proceedings have concluded. Nevertheless, brothers, we do not want to dwell too much onto the subject. Information has come to the fore that there are those unfortunate individuals in our community who do no will of their own, no motivation of their own, sometimes being not in the rational sense to understand the harms or the consequences of action, who do not understand the protocols and the procedures and the due processes that Islam embraces on conflict resolution. So when those who are not thinking clearly will act inevitably we will react to a situation as we see it is apparent for we do not know what lurks behind the scenes. We do not know what goes inside the mind and the heart of a person. But naturally we will react based on an action. And therefore we will judge on what's apparent. And this is the practice of Sayyidina Ahmad who where once he was questioned that if we do not know the intention of a person, if we do not know the mental and emotional state of a person, if we do not know if a person is experiencing in our times a post-traumatic stress disorder, disorder, then how can we react to a situation when there are certain things that are concealed and whatever it is that is exposed, perhaps you may be liable or you may be mistaken in your reaction. And he said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala understands the limitations of human perception. And therefore we will always judge on what we see. We will approach the situation at the time as we see fit. People have different approaches, but in approaches there is no one size fits all. Certain situations require a different approach. Some situations may require a passive approach, some may require an aggressive approach. So every situation should be judged on its merit. However, we know that circulation of the incident that has happened has reached international proportions. And sadly, we find commentators on social media giving their judgments and their Islamic verdicts based on a video clip that lasted barely two minutes. And we have people who resemble drug smokers, people who sit on videos exposing their male aura and private parts to all their female fans and followers. We have women who are just in modesty, who don't have an iota of the sense of respect that Islam places on hijab and modesty, giving their comments and their Islamic verdicts based on the Quran and based on the Sunnah. So certainly this is a time where we live in, where people wrap up this type of scandal and 
sensationalism. And this is the sad state of affairs of the Ummah, that people prefer to learn their deen from social media, from people who visibly have no deen qualities in them, have no deen conscientious in them, but because they have the gift of the gap, and because they say things which people want to hear, and because they say it in a provocative manner, then people, Muslims, these people develop a fan base of Muslims. And you know, the most disastrous recipe is when an ignorant person has confidence. When you mix ignorance with confidence of being able to articulate that ignorance, that is the worst recipe for disaster. So each and every single one of us and our families, we have a responsibility to choose where we source our guidance from. And the Quran has not become redundant, ma'aballah. The Sunnah of the Prophet has not become redundant or irrelevant, but rather in this day and age it is more relevant and it is more significant and it is more beneficial than it ever was before. So do not stick to those who will say something in a way you like it, in our own subjective ways of wanting to listen to people who entertain us. Rather, the Prophet said, Ad-Din that your deen is based on knowledge. They always consider the source from who you take your deen. And if you want to take your deen from social media and TikTok and Facebook and Instagram, then that is at your own peril. But shaitan is so manipulative. Shaitan is so deceptive. And I always give an example of how smart shaitan is. That some, and I wouldn't say centuries, I would say decades ago, whether one was a Christian, Buddhist, Hindu, Christian, I said Christian, Jew, any religion had one common enemy, and that was the devil, that was Shaitan. However, in a matter of years, such is the level of his deception, such is the level of his manipulation, and his, and his filthy influence on our mind that he has taken himself from being detested and hated and cursed by every human being on earth, every religious human being on earth, to now becoming a deity that many millions around the world worship as a god. How can you take yourself from the lowest of the low and bring yourself to the pinnacle which is to be worshipped as a god? It requires a great sense of kindness. Regards a great sense of guile, and we as the Muslim Ummah are falling into this. The situation, we've come to know that unfortunately our sister has some issues that she is facing which are varied in some sense. And nevertheless, as we mentioned last week, we will reaffirm our commitment to help her. We are engaging with the family at the moment, inshallah. But I will emphatically state that this does not mean in any way that the protocols of the Masjid in terms of the separated facilities which has been mandated by both genders, endorsed by both genders and preferred by both genders who feel comfortable in their spaces due to modesty and haya and privacy. Alhamdulillah that is maintained. There's been no amendment in that and there is no relaxation of the protocol which seeks Alhamdulillah to make the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala into a respectful place and not to incite or not to evoke any form of shaitani and nafsani desires whilst we have come here to purify ourselves with the worship and the ibadah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We all are human beings. At some point we will also come to our base desires. The temptation of shaitan is that which we must repel. 
someone who may not naturally be a thief or have any inclination to steal, but if they are faced with a situation where they are copious amounts of money in front of them and there is nobody to witness it, nobody is claiming ownership of it, and it is very easy for them to uplift that money, naturally one who is not a thief being tempted by something wrong will naturally fall into the trap of shaitan. So the best way to do this is to eradicate any form of temptation and to try and keep our minds and our hearts pure. Nevertheless, that is not the issue. The issue which we need to discuss and emphasize on today is that the amount of fear, the amount of slander, the amount of backbiting and gossip that has arisen from this issue. And I will address one particular individual today. And that is, that personality individual who thought it appropriate and who thought it wise in some way to record this entire episode and thereafter gleefully circulated to the entire world, being the house of Allah to distribute, taking away the dignity and the respect of a sister who needed some type of help and assistance, and also creating unnecessary controversy and debate about subjects in Islam where those who are debated have no fundamental knowledge whatsoever and are not qualified and authorized to debate these matters which have been laid to rest and where the clear guidelines have been given in the Quran, in the Sunnah and by the Imma and the Sahaba most notably Sayyidina Umar Sayyidina Aisha Anha but today recently in a time where people want to oppose the greatness of these personalities of Islam because of their own diverted opinions and their own convoluted uh, uh, observations of how Islam should be in the modern age. If Allah Ta'ala wanted to change Islam during the stages, then Allah Ta'ala would have changed revelation to suit a certain stage and a certain generation and a certain phase of this world. But Allah Ta'ala has sent one Quran. Allah has sent one Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam to this Ummah. And we, we are steadfast to that. Whatever has been open to interpretation in the sayings of the Qur'an and in the sayings of the Sunnah of the Prophet we give it to the scholars who understand the Qur'an and the Sunnah and have done due diligence in its studies and in its theology. This is not a debate that should be raised on social media. But, the, you know they say, and often use this analogy, that as an Ummah, there are so many committed individuals who try every day to keep guidance to keep the Ummah on Sirat al-Mustafim. And yet we find there are more who will do everything to deviate the Ummah from Sirat al-Mustafim. You know, said that from one tree, you can manufacture a thousand sticks of matches. But it only takes one matchstick to destroy a thousand trees. That what the Sahaba have preserved by giving their lives and their blood, what the Aimma have done for the sake and the guidance of the community, sacrificing their lives, sacrificing their livelihoods, burning to the late hours of the night for the sake of posterity and for the sake of the future generations being guided. In this day and age, we are destroying every single bit of that heritage, every single bit of that legacy. Why? Because we are a people who succumbs to our own desires. And that is because of the desire for fame, the desire for recognition, the desire for likes on social media, and the desire to be accepted in social circles as someone who is prominent. And you know, people are doing the most foolish, craziest things on social media in order for what? Attention. So people are very desperate to get attention today and sadly we as Muslims who in the 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala legislated how we conduct ourselves, how we transmit information, what are the conditions, what are the limitations, what are the prohibitions. We have moved away from that and we follow today Shaitan's methodology of how we should transmit information where the consequences naturally affect negatively and adversely against the deen of Islam and against the Muslim Ummah as well. So, and I'm being very direct and many people know me for being very direct. And I will ask, and I do not want to inquire the identity of the individual who video recorded this and who circulated wide and far. But this is an open mic session. And I allow you the microphone to come and tell us what good has been achieved from that action. Has there been any good that has come out of it or has it destroyed the very fabric of Islamic society? Has it now caused controversy? Has it now unfortunately derogated and debased a fury in our community? The, the house of Allah Ta'ala, what good has come of it? Here's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in the Holy Quran. Then all those of you who believe, and now this is the litmus test of your Iman. First of all, we say we are Muslims, very proudly. We are Muslims, we are proud to be Muslims. But everything that's got to do with Islam, we are the forefront of it. First, how do you define a Muslim? It is not fast to define. The Prophet has defined what a Muslim is. And he said, A Muslim, man salim al-Muslimuna min lisanihi wa yadibu. First of all, that a Muslim is one from whose tongue and hands other Muslims are safe. And if we are those who receive information about other Muslims and we want to stand with them and we feel a sense of joy in bringing someone down, then before one says, I am a Muslim, apply the definition of the Prophet to who a Muslim is. Have you harmed someone with your tongue in the time in which you live with your smartphone? Have you harmed someone with your hands? If you've done it intentionally for the sake of delegating, debasing, and devaluing such a person, they want to question themselves as to whether this claim of being a Muslim applies to them. But when it comes to this information which comes to our phones, and we are all guilty of it sometimes. Why? Because you know, when sin becomes a norm, all of a sudden we become desensitized to it. And then we look at it as not a sin anymore, but a norm becomes a natural reaction where people forget it's a sin and people accept it to be something which is a norm and therefore acceptable in society. That is how we will be blessed. We cannot differentiate today between what is sinful and what is meritorious. But Allah Ta'ala says, all those of you who believe, when this information comes to you from an unverified source, and most of the time it becomes unverified. Why? Because we are receiving it via channels and via means and via people who we do not know personally. We don't know the levels of their integrity. We don't know the levels of their honesty. And what we really need to understand is consider the source of every information that comes to us. You know, and this is, I said it openly, those who commit and who judge others on a part of their lives that have been exposed, the self-righteous, holier than thou attitude of us wanting to throw stones at others whilst we live in glass houses, remember a part of that person's life has been exposed and therefore you feel entitled to give your opinion and your judgment on the matter. 
what I would ask is, before you give an opinion on the life of another who has been exposed, let us expose our own dirty secrets. Let us expose those parts of our lives which we have transitioned. And once we expose to clarity and fairness, then I will expose my life to you now that yours is exposed to me. So as I am passing judgment and opinion to you, I give you right to pass judgment and opinion towards me. Nobody will do that. Everybody wants to hide the faults of their fathers, their mothers, their sisters, their brothers. But those people who they go to and expose to some part of their life, which was taken without their permission and authorization and unknowingly, then everybody feels the right to commit. So Allah Ta'ala says that when this information comes to you, first give it the test of clarifying is it true. And if it is true, it does not necessarily mean that one has the right to impart or disseminate that information, knowing full well that harm can befall the person. Well, the, the Sahaba asked the Prophet and the Prophet spoke to him about backbiting. And they said, Ya Rasulullah, what if that which we are saying about the person is true? The Nabi said, That is backbiting. So even if the information is verified as true, to disseminate the information is still backbiting. And what did Allah Ta'ala say in Quran about backbiting? Will one of you by backbiting like to eat the, the, the flesh of your dead brother? No. How much does one hate? I'm not saying don't do it, we say despise hate it. Because as you need to eat the, dead, the, the flesh of your dead brother, and this was not only mentioned in a figurative sense, on the night of Miraj, the Prophet has seen people who were eating the flesh of dead corpses. And when the Prophet inquired from Sayyidina Jibreel, who are these people? Sayyidina Jibreel said that these are the backbiters of the dunya. So even if what you receive is true, it does not mean you have the right to kill someone else. And if it is false, the Sahaba said, Rabbi Sallallahu if it is false, then this will constitute slander against the person. So Allah Ta'ala further mentions, unto see the Qawman bi jahalati, that perhaps through your knee-jerk reaction of wanting to spread this information, unto see the Qawman bi jahalati, that you will hurt a people in your own ignorance. And after you have realized your mistake, then you will be remorseful. And you know, there's, there's so many intricacies to what I'm saying. Allah Ta'ala chooses the word for perfectly. Allah says, remorseful. We don't understand the difference between the word regret and remorse. Allah does not say regretful. Someone says, look, I regret what I did. No. Regretting is not the point. Because sometimes you may regret doing something a certain way which resulted in a consequence. But if you had the chance to go back in time, you will do the same thing in a different way where you will still not face the consequences. That is regret. I don't regret doing but I regret the consequences and if I had a chance I will tell you that. That's regret. Remorse means that you feel within your heart the pain of what you have caused to someone else. And you take a firm commitment that even if I had the chance to do it again repetitively, I would not ever do it again. That is remorse. And that is what Allah Ta'ala has in his expectation from us. When the slander came against Sayyidah Aisha Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala revealed verses that were specific to that occasion but generally the application for the Ummah until the entire time. When we stand and say the Aisha, so we must always understand dear brothers and sisters of Islam. Sometimes we are going to be victims of slander. And we are going to be victims of backbiting. But who are we? We are not in the world the dust on the feet 
of the blessed Mahatulukmini, Sayyidah Aisha Rajavana. If people had the audacity to slander her, then we should be able to take it on the chin. And ye, it is the will of Allah, and ye, the judgment of Allah. For those who are the transgressors will be exposed, and those who are truthful will be exposed, if not in this world. That is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has designated the day of judgment, because if we don't find the justice in this world, on that day the judge of all judges will give us the justice that we deserve. So make sure you understand, these verses are so appropriate today. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim, إِنَّ الَّذِينَ جَاءُوا بِالْأُفُكِ عُسْبَةٌ مِّنْكُمْ That those who came with the slander, that they are from amongst you. We are looking at our outside enemies, the Jews, the Zionists, all those anti-Islamic forces, the United States, the UK. And we feel that they are the open enemies and they are our enemies. Allah says, عُسْبَةٌ مِّنْكُمْ That your enemies sit amongst you. Our greatest enemies are those who sit amongst us and those who read the same kalima that we do. So let us go through outside. That means a clear and present enemy. They have stated that they are our enemies and they wish us harm. But those who sit amongst us pretending to be our friends and our brethren in Islam, Allah says that they, their enemies are from amongst you. But Allah says to those who have been standing and those who have been judged, Allah says, Allah says, do not be dejected that you have been slandered. Do not be dejected that you were circulated and that people began to cast aspersions on your talent. What does Allah say? Don't worry about it. And don't think it is bad for you. Allah Ta'ala says, it is good for you. Subhanallah. We think it is bad for us. We are the to say it is good for us. Why? Allah Ta'ala says, that everyone who was a participant in that slander that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will punish Now, look at the implications of this. We press the same button to send to one person. That person sends it to ten persons. That person sends it to a hundred. Hundred becomes a thousand. Thousand becomes a million. A million becomes a billion. The one who was responsible for sending it to one person will have to take the sin of a billion people on their heads. Allah says, And what does Allah say? And he or she who has the greatest part in spreading this land and debasing and dig and derogating the Muslims, the ones who have the biggest part in this, Allah says, Forgive will be the greatest punishment. So before you decide, well, this is something that can create some struggle, understand, do you want to take the sin of a billion people on your head, being the one catalyst that sent this information to someone? But then Allah advises us, and Allah says, why is it that when the believing men and the believing women receive this information, that the first thought in the head was to, to be good about their fellow Muslims? Why is it that whenever we see something, immediately we jump to the worst conclusion? A conclusion that will put the person in the worst negative light, rather than saying, let us apply goodness and give them the benefit of the doubt. That is what Allah is saying, that this should be the reaction. When Allah says, the unprecedented khayran, that the thinking of a believing man and a believing woman regarding themselves 
sisters group. Allah is not speaking about them as individuals. Because when Allah uses the word anfusakum in the Holy Quran, Allah says, Falatalmizu anfusakum. Don't cast aspersions on yourselves. Walatakturu anfusakum. Don't kill yourselves. Walatukhrijuna anfusakum mirayim. Don't take yourselves out of your houses. In the context of the Quran, whenever anfusakum is mentioned, Allah is not saying that this is to yourself, but Allah is saying that this is to your Muslim brother, because you should respect them and want for them as much as you want for yourself. So Allah says, Anfusakum in the Quran, remember, Allah is not talking to you and saying, look at yourself and be yourself away from yourself. Allah is saying that as you have consideration for yourself, have the same consideration for your Muslim brother. If you do not want your reputation to be tarnished, then don't wish for the punishment of your Muslim brother's reputation. So Allah says, why is it when you heard that we did not react in that way? Now Allah says, you know why? It's the Yaqawlahu bi'ayusinatukum. Because why when the tongue started wagging and the mouth started speaking, and Allah uses two different ways here. That when the tongue starts wagging, it means people speak to each other about it directly in person. And when the mouth starts wagging, it means using the instruments of technology for transmission. So Allah has just both ways. And Allah says that when this happens, when you start talking and writing your tongues about that which you do not have knowledge, meaning you do not know the background, you do not know the history, but you want to comment on what you saw, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Allah ta'ala says, Where we feel very disappointed, where we feel very sad, 
And really, as an ummah, we need to introspect. And we need to understand that we should not take pride in who we are. That we should be critical, self-critical of who we are as individuals before we want to criticize others. Very quickly, you know, there was a lady who woke up one morning and she looked through her window and she saw her neighbors laundry hanging on the line. And she complained to her husband and said, you know what, this neighbor's laundry is so dirty. And she hangs it in front of my, my tranquil, peaceful view of my garden. Please tell her to remove her clothes. And the second day when she woke up, the clothes were stolen. She asked her husband, can you speak to them? They said, no, I didn't get a chance to speak to them. And said, please, we are doing today because really the aesthetics of, of what I'm seeing has been affected. Tell them to remove the dirty laundry. And the third day when she woke up, she found it was gone. And rather, that the clothes now are hanging very clean and looking very fresh and tidy, mashallah. And then she smiled at him and said, finally you gathered the courage to go and speak to your neighbors. He said, I didn't speak the name to the neighbors, I just cleaned our windows. So, the point is, sometimes we see something in others that we have in ourselves. Let us become good within ourselves so we can see the goodness in others. Well, those who watch, we make mashallah, Allah guide us from Ali, Allah guide us Two invitations, brothers, that is inshallah the Oros and the Niyaz of Sayyidina Imam Jafar Sadiq radiallahu anhu will be taking place today after Salat al-Maghrib in our area at the Bhajan Sufi Masjid in Fatih of Kati. All are welcome to attend that. For other venues around the world, please consult with the notice board. And inshallah in this Masjid, Laylatul Miraj will be observed next week, Wednesday, after Salat al-Maghrib until Salat al-Isha, inshallah. So please attend the program as well. We make the Makhira for Fatima. Kassim Isa, Fatima Qatani Isa, Khatim Bidawid, Muhammad Shafi Baks, Isa Nyandini, Muhammad Aziz Khan, Safira Bibi Isa, Sumaya Shidat, and all those who are passing, and Allah Ta'ala Mantan, Jannah for Fidelis, Dua Shafai, the best of Akbar Hussain Farid, Fatima Bibi Osman, Farida Adams, Hafiz Al-Qasim, Asya Sayyid, Bibi Osman, Abdul Samad, Bahim Muhammad, Idris Kadir, Nuh Jahan Adam, Bashir Kadim, and all those who are sick, and Allah Ta'ala Mantan, Shafai Kamila Ajila, inshallah, please stand to perform your surah salah, and do not forget to contribute your news to the Thank you.